When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. I am here with Ash. Good morning. I'm here with Matt. Hi, Pete. Uh, and we're on a roll, guys. We are on an absolute roll. Seven wins on the trot. Uh, Matt, you set, uh, you set Emery a target. You said that he needed, uh, he needed eight wins in eight uh, just before the Liverpool game. Like, it's brilliant. Like, could it get any better? It, it, have we hit peak Emery? We are five-eighths of the way there towards my target that doesn't really mean much. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it looks all positive until you scratch beneath the surface and you realise there might be some problems brewing. So uh, today we're going to talk about what we saw out on the pitch again. Uh, once again, it was, a, it was a tough first half that came alive with a few substitutions in the second half. Um, we're going to talk about Aaron Ramsey because uh, there's uh, strong rumours... Well, it's, I feel like it's it's not even strong rumours anymore. It's he's going to leave at the end of the season. We'll talk a bit about a bit about how that came to be and whether that's good for Arsenal. Um, we can talk uh, a little bit about Emery and his progress so far and um, on what he can do um, to improve. So uh, before we get into that, I think the, there was a, a hot topic of conversation Ash wanted to uh, touch on, and I think the um, Mourinho. Oh yeah, that Mourinho. Uh, I'll bask in that glory yeah, for a little while. It, be, it would be remiss of us to not um, laugh at the the so the, the the one who deemed himself the special one, the one who deemed Mister Wenger the specialist in failure. He spent three hundred and two million pounds net, uh, and Man United look absolutely shy. What do we think is going on there? I, I just hope he carries on. I mean, he's I, a bit of me which has my sensible head on, has, is out there to say, I think he really needs some help from a mental health perspective. Mm. The other half of his football fan says this is fucking brilliant. I just want it to go on till January because I think the right outcome would be a January player swap again with Man United. We'll take Pobka and they can have Ramsey. What, so uh, t- uh, tell me, guys, Paul Pogba, when he was at Juventus, looked uh, another level. I think in his last season at Juventus, he made a Champions League final. He was playing on the right of, uh, of a front three. He could open up play, um, like he could hold up possession, like he, he could score goals. He, he had it all. Um, I thought at the time going to United to play under Mourinho was probably not a good idea. But 
Like, why has he looked so poor? Is it a positional thing? Is it an attitude thing? Like, what, like what, what's going on with Paul Pogba? I think he just looks like a guy who hates going to work uh, more than anything else. And I think he's has there's no joy in anything. Uh, he clearly doesn't enjoy working with the manager. Um, you know, he just. I mean, it seems like a problem that's afflicted every single member of the squad. So it's not. It's not. It doesn't seem to be a Paul Pogba problem. It seems to be a Manchester United problem. Uh, and like Ash said, I'm I'm pleased because I like seeing United suffer. Um, and how they're managing to lose games with the array of talent they've got on the pitch. Because just, you know, you look at the team sheets. I mean, I take half of that team. Yeah. It's, it's, they've, got, they've got phenomenal players. Um, but he can't, he can't coax any sort of performance out of them. And, uh, and, I mean, clearly they don't want to be changing a manager 10 games in. But it's sort of inevitable now. And they should just bite the bullet and get it done, I think. Totally. I think there's an element of, I, I dare say we're going to talk about something similar in a bit, but Mourinho doesn't want to play players to their strength. He wants them to play to his strength and his system. And that's, I think that's fine if you've got 23 players that can do that in your squad. And I think Man City probably are that. But they're coached to the nth degree to understand why they're doing it. I think Mourinho's just shouting at them, not getting what he wants out of them, doesn't really understand how to get any more out of them. Uh, well, I don't really like talking about the bloke, but how did Sanchez go from doing what he did for us for three seasons, did reasonably well for all his career, to being, you know, an absolute... I mean, he's unrecognisable in that show. He was caught uh, talking to Lucas Perez at West Ham, saying he went to the wrong club, apparently. Really? Yeah. Well, who else was off? Oh, because City were offering yeah. him. I mean, he's a fucking idiot. But I suppose what, what what's he earning? He's earning some obscene half amount. A million. Oh, half, half a million. Half, half a million. There's something that I heard about Sanchez, which I'm very confident is true. Sanchez is very, very close to his agent, and it is absolutely engineered between the two of them to maximise money, which is why he has left quite frequently towards the tail end of contracts or at the end of contracts to get the huge upside in fees, which is why City walked away and he apparently had no issue with that, which is why I was happy to sign for anyone, frankly. Um, but it's bitten him in the arse because he's never going to win anything, right? Yeah, and when you look back on your career and you, you know, he's, he was, he's been rich since he was, I don't know, 20, 21. When you look back on your career and... Uh, like especially the last five years, that's going to be maybe that's going to be a burner, or maybe he's just not got much going on upstairs. Maybe not going to be the sort that's going to reflect anything he needs in his life. I don't think he's he a good dog. Yeah. Uh, the 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 broader thing here, I think it's easy to say get rid of him, but if you're a chairman, do you want to be able to show the players they've got any sense of power, or do you want your manager to have all the control despite what's going on? Because you don't want players to think they can run right at a club and have the manager thrown out and all those kinds of things. That's, I get it when a, a, ma- a manager has lost the dressing room. I think this is slightly different to that, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I think it's... I, I think what's going to be interesting is who they hire next. My, I keep on, like, banding it around, but I think when you've had the the terror of a Mourinho reign, um, like, like, well, actually, uh, the terror of a Moyes followed by Van Howe, followed by Mourinho reign. So you've got a disciplined group of players that that know how to like so you know defend to a certain degree. You know what you need? A little sprinkle of joy. And you know where that sprinkle of joy could come from? 
Arsene Wenger. Would it, what it a way would, to cap yeah, a career. Can I tell you why it won't happen? It wouldn't happen because the only way it could happen would be in, as an interim caretaker manager. And if they're going for an interim caretaker manager, the only person they'd go to is Ryan Giggs. Oh, I don't think Ryan Giggs. I tend to agree with Matt. And Matt think? and I have oh. had this conversation in the pub about wouldn't it be funny if... But I don't think the Wenger thing is going to happen. It would, it would be poetic. It, it would, feels it, like just leading off that conversation, we should go straight into the Ramsey one. Yeah, okay, so uh, John Cross dropped a story last week stating that Arsenal had withdrawn uh, the offer for uh, for Aaron Ramsey and there was no deal on the table moving forward. And not only that, it was unlikely he would leave in January. He's going to leave uh, at the end of the season. I did some digging around um, over the weekend, heard Aaron Ramsey... Um, I think I... I just trying to remember the conversation because I was so hungover this weekend. But I think the, the gist is... That Arsenal had a, a deal on the table. Most of the things were agreed. I think Ramsey came back in to make some changes. Ivan Gazidis shipped out the door. And I, I think it sounds like the new guys have said, you get fucked that we're going to give Aaron fucking Ramsey 300 grand a week. He's not worth it. That's a, that's a lame duck. Uh, and we could do a lot more with, you know, that, that's that's four really good players in Europe now. So I think uh, they've taken, if it was a five-year deal, that would have been a 91 million deal, a 91 million pound deal. So I think that the, the, the club is wrestling away from the absurd decisions Ivan Gazidis made. So straight up, we're going to lose Aaron Ramsey on a free. Uh, like, what do, what do we think about that and, and how it's been played out? Well, I think it's bad business that we didn't sell him in the summer. Because and you can't whatever's changed or whatever you can't let players of his caliber leave for nothing. That's just plain stupid. So I'm disappointed in that sense, um, and I, I think and I think that's where you've got to start. Yeah, I don't think you can blame the current regime for that. I think that's got to be taken into account that the previous regime. I include Wenger and and Gazidis in that. I think that's that's reasonable. I think Gazidis definitely would have gone the nth mile because of the to save face, just as you know, as part of the turnaround story. But he's not there now. So, um, but also Aaron Ramsey should probably not be holding the club to. I heard. I don't know whether this is true or what the last minute negotiation piece was. He wanted guarantees around the position he'd play in, which I've never heard any club concede on. Which is so. I think that's bullshit. What what do you what position do you think he would be asking to play? That's a, quite an interesting question, right there. Surely not. Na- surely not number ten. Didn't the, didn't Theo ask for guarantees and we let him play up front for ten games and put him on the bench after he signed it? Really? Talking about, talking about your ninety-one million, I think we will have paid. So I did. A, I mean, this is proper back of the fan packet maths, but over sixty million was spent on Theo Walcott. It's, it's absolutely horrendous. I think give all sixty thousand people attending the Emirates a million quid each, and we'd have been way happier. <laughs> I agree. Um, so Aaron, Aaron Ramsey uh, is gone. I, I think the the other thing that we've just got to pull up. Because uh, I know that we've spoken about Ivan Gazidis, like he's gone now, he's out the door, he's fucked off to Milan. The the guy sets up uh, the new infrastructure at Arsenal. He makes the whole summer about him. He's pictured at every event. He's talking over and over again to the press about like his imprint that he's made on the club. He signed fucking Meza Özil for three hundred and fifty k a week when nobody else in Europe wanted him. Then the first 
big offer that comes his way, he ducks out. What does that say about the man? I mean, I'm, I think it just sums up. Everyone already knew what even Gazidis was all, all about. He didn't have the bottle the whole time he was there. Uh, finally, when it was easy, he pushed the guy out the door and then he shipped off. The guy's got zero values. He'll, he, he's, bare, he's not even going to be a footnote in the history of Arsenal Football Club. Ash? I don't, think, I don't really understand why we care about the CEO of a football team. I mean, look, I, I get why he's. I think because he he's was been the, mentioned he was because fucking... of what's happened. I think you know, ultimately, the accountability has got to go to a silent Stan. Right at the end of the day, on the changing jobs when he changed jobs, I have a little bit of sympathy because you never get a job offer at the time you want one. You always get it at the wrong time. Shit happens, but I really don't think that he's been. I think he may have promoted himself as the you know, the visionary and the guy who got things changed and done and whatever. But Matt, like you said, got it done when it was easy. You know, he's literally putting the boot in when the guy's... <laughs> killed the, over. Killed yeah. over on the side. Yeah, I mean... It was, you know, waiting it, for his it, hospital it, it bed. Was, it was untenable. But I think the thing with... Uh, you know, with Ozil, let's be honest, we were all saying, you've got to, let's, we've got to keep him. We can't lose Sanchez and Ozil. That's what we're all saying, and, and and as that, it would have been a real blow to lose both. And obviously, the the benefit of you know history and time and the numbers that have been banded around have changed some people's opinions. But the reality is, it would have been terrible to lose both those players because uh, just for the morale, for the status of the club. And look, we overpaid, but what we overpaid by a hundred grand a week. I mean. And and that's the difficulty because as fans we're like, oh yeah, you know, just pay them, pay them whatever they want, and then suddenly the club pays them whatever we want, and then we complain that they're paying too much. So it's an impossible situation. And this is a case where they're going, well, all the fans are on Mesut Ozil's back, not because of his performances, because of his performances versus the amount of money that everyone knows he's getting paid. Everybody wants him to set up every goal and score it himself. I mean, I agree. I mean, you're right. There is something about his performances that needs to change. But I think there is the, the expectation is slightly unreasonable. I I would slightly disagree with that. I think the a player that has had commitment issues over the last three years getting like not just a new contract uh, the the richest contract in Arsenal's history I know he was always going to get a big contract you know even just from an advertising perspective like you know was he got 25 million people follow him on Twitter or whatever like he's a he's a big brand name and a lot of people love him but like that that was a guy who who's can only play for the first three months of the year, loses all of his fitness in the second half, minces around, doesn't look particularly interested. Like, I, I, ju- I just find that particular one... I would have preferred to have... I would have preferred to have kept Sanchez, to be honest. I think that he would have had more impact in our current system, but I guess we didn't know that that current system was coming. But my, my only thing with Gazidis and why he mattered is because he was, he was an enabler of mediocrity his whole career. Like, it, that I think was, it's fair to say that now he's yeah. walked out the door, especially the way he's walked out the door. Yeah. Um, so good thing or bad thing with Ramsey? Because I think we've been saying there's too many, too many pegs, not enough holes. Mm-hmm. Is this a way of well, it's, it's solving like, the problem? It's natural selection, isn't it? Yeah. In some respects. And you can't, you can't have uh, a 300 grand a week player and a 350 grand a week player that can't play in the same team together. Right, oh, and, yeah. and those two, as we've seen time and time again, they just don't work in the in the system together. So, but would, 
the other thing was that Ramsey, I mean, Ramsey is always is, has often when he, he's played for Wales, for example, played in a slightly deeper position as well. Do you think? I don't know. I mean, we could easily. He's get been one. terrible this season. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's another question. Although his stats have stood up to a little bit of scrutiny, but well, here's another question I've got for you. Um, from a PR perspective, who who fucked up here? Because if if you were Arsenal, like Arsenal have leaked that story. Or actually, and I think I think it was Aaron Ramsey's agent that leaked the story. It's a bit of a shit, apparently. Um, but he, if he's leaked that story about Aaron Ramsey, the players are going to scrutinise every single breath that he takes on the pitch. So it's gonna it, it, it's gonna end up he, he's going to be booed, right? The fans are not going to take to him. He has one bad performance against Spurs. He hasn't against been Spurs. yet. He hasn't well, been I, I know he hasn't just, been yet. He hasn't but done it, anything wrong. I don't think. Like, no. I think if Aaron Ramsey was genuinely committed to the club and the deal was on the table, he would have signed it before the season started. I just, I think he wanted. But, but do you think that the like is is he going to be unplayable at some point because yeah. he causes too much friction? And and here's the big question: how long how long before that that happens? He got yanked off after 63 minutes. Yeah, I think you made. The, I think that what the point he made Ash is is the best is the most important point, which is if he intended to sign the contract. He would have signed the contract, so he was he he was trying to play a game with us, and he's got burnt. Yeah, yeah, because because if he want you know he could have taken two seventy two seventy five or whatever. It's, it's the not going to affect. I mean, those numbers, the extra twenty a week or seventy a week or whatever. Yes, it's money, and yes, it's a lot of money. Is it going to transform Aaron Ramsey's life already more than it has if you're making two fifty? Probably not. No. And, but it's, how, many, uh, how many golf courses in Wales can you buy? <laughs> well, he, here's the here's the interesting thing. It's um, whatever we had on offer for him, he's probably not going to get that anywhere else. No. So the question now becomes, like, and, I, this, well, he may because it, they're not going to have to pay a transfer. But people. but who who would pay Aaron Ramsey two hundred and fifty k a week? He's not educated at all. Like in footballing ways, he's played under Wenger for ten years. Um, he hasn't. I mean. He's delivered a lot of goals for us, but like he hasn't really delivered the level of consistency that you'd expect of a player that wants that sort of money. Anybody well, but in remember, Europe- he's, he's homegrown. So you've got teams like Chelsea and Man City who really need homegrown players who he could easily just like be a backup, play some games, take some pressure off the squad. I could see him easily going to Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, all of those. And, I know, and, and each of those fans would probably... I think they'd be excited about it because I think they'd go like we did at the beginning of the season. They go, "What can someone unlock his potential?" And the reality is, it's just I don't think we need to bother. We, we we can we can easily walk away now. Going, we gave it our best shot. He's Aaron Ramsey. He's a decent player, but he's he's asking for superstar money. Let's roll the dice and see who we can bring in who can supersede what he delivers. There are very few players that we've lost at that age, either for big money. I'm not going back. It's not worth going back to 10 years, previous to 10 years, because the players were just of a different calibre. In the last 10 years, players that have left in the last year of the contract or run their contracts down, and no one's gone on to make anything of themselves. I just think everybody thinks the grass is always greener. They get found out quite quickly. And I think he, he's talked about he's always wanted to play overseas. I think if he moved overseas, he'd be found out really quickly. If he wants to go to Italy or Spain, 
Well, there's um, there's well, talk of... might need a replacement for uh, Cristiano. Well, they're, they're... Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, I don't think we should talk about that. No, I don't think we should talk about that. <laughs> um, I think um, I think there's rumours that Gazidis is going to take him to Milan as the, as the start yeah, but line. Milan are nowhere. Yeah, I know, yeah. I mean, they're in a worse state than we are. Yeah, and, and I can't imagine that they'd be able to afford... You know, they can't afford Premier League wages, right? I went to see Milan about 18 months ago on a wet Wednesday night on a business trip. And I think there are about 5,000 people in the San Siro. It was the most depressing thing I have ever been to in my life. Yeah, the, um, the teams that... Isn't, like I was watching Napoli playing Sarri ball last season, challenging for the league, and they can't, they can't even fill the, the part of the stadium where the camera's looking. It's, it's, it's staggering. Don't know why you'd want to play there, apart from, obviously, the food, the women, <laughs> the weather. <laughs> no, apart from that, it's just pretty shit. Um, we're, um, we're already being linked with um, uh, Pietro uh, Zielinski of Napoli to replace him. And that's the great thing. There's no way the uh, Sven Mislintat and Raul don't have a plan. Like that's the good thing, you know. Like back in the day, if Ramsey would uh, would go, we'd be looking at some like washed up old star, or we'd be looking at somebody completely Get inappropriate. Ben on yeah, or we'd or we'd sign a we'd sign a left back to take over from Ramsey yeah. or something. Fabregas leaves and we'll get Arteta. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, okay, yeah, I'm a fanboy. I'm a fanboy of Arteta, but that certainly didn't feel yeah, but it good wasn't at exactly, the time. No, but it wasn't really like for like. Was no, it? no, 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 it wasn't. He was he was probably the last player that left, and I felt. Like genuinely gutted. Like he, like he's without a shadow of a doubt one of the most talented players that I ever. Well, I, certainly the most talented player that I've seen. Uh, the Emirates, maybe Bar Van Van Persie was pretty good as well. Right. Santi, I, I just, I, I loved Sesk. He, uh, he oh, was talking about Sesk. Sorry, Se- yeah, Sesk versus Santi. Phew, I thought you were getting slightly waxing no, no. about Arteta for a minute. Oh no, 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 oh, no, 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 definitely yeah. not. Arteta, Arteta, in the world. We, we should have signed Arteta at twenty six. That would have been yeah. a good hire. No right? one was sad when Arteta left. Let's no, the um, Sesk thing. I'm sure this is going over old ground, romanticizing it. Why the? Why wouldn't you sign him when he became available again? I just don't. I've never understood that. Yeah, I know that was, that was that was such a miss, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I, I think if I remember correctly, the summer before, um, Wenger Wenger didn't want uh, United or Chelsea to sign him, and we were holding out because we thought he was going to come to us, and he kind of used us as leverage to stay at Barcelona for one more season, and then I can't remember who we ended up signing instead. But we, 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 no, we, I think we signed. I think we signed Özil, and then the next season. He went to Chelsea, so I mean, still could have signed. Yeah, still could have signed. Still could have signed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great job now. Oh, in, enough. Um, enough chat about Aaron Ramsey uh, from a contractual perspective, but maybe we can talk about him with regards to the game. Arsenal set up again with Aaron Ramsey sitting um, in that number ten position. Meza Özil um, taking up that uh, that right side. Uh, we went with. Uh, someone was saying on on the internet two defensive midfielders with Torreira uh, and Jacker, and uh, our defence boasted Holding and Mustafi uh, poor first half guys again what, um, what 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 did what did we think about the the setup and the first half what what keeps on going wrong I think the game was just a non-event I don't know about anyone I'm sorry. I was just sort of half bored really yeah uh, I think I think I mean there's been a 
just the first half has been teams sort of trying to figure it out. We had a couple of chances. Lacazette had a chance. That should have been a penalty without a doubt. Should have been a pen. Uh, yeah, bit of bit of bit of a non-event. But Watford are a good team. That that's the second uh, time that Lacazette. I can't remember. Was it Cardiff? He stayed on his feet and he shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like uh, you, you should. I, I hope that when uh, VAR comes back, that though when they try and stay on their feet, it gets pulled back because well, that would have been. I think that would have been pretty quickly actually because they're constantly reviewing these things. Yeah, um, we we just don't. I, I think the um, I think the Emery is trying to do that thing that Wenger did where he's got all of these these pieces that don't quite work and he puts them all in the team and tries to make them work together rather than making some pretty brutal decisions. I think right? that, that slowly he is, uh, he's figuring it out. Because yeah. I think... I think it was, it was a step up from Everton. It was a step up from Everton. I think he... From what, from what we've heard behind the scenes and from what we've seen on the pitch, he wants Holding to be his first choice centre-half amongst the current batch. He said that a few times. He said, I want him in the first team. I want him own that position. And I thought he was our best defender. What? Yes. I was about to say, Holding had an excellent game, actually. So, aside, and I know there were chances that we gave away, and that was largely down to this. Holding as an individual, I thought, had a very, very good game. So I think he's come, come in. Czech had a good first half, but... We're now bringing the goalkeeper in. He's now going to be in the team for the next five. Guys, six games. what a fucking difference Leno made yeah. from yeah. like the way that he the way the way that he creates space. You know, like he that that was proper sweeper keeper, like coming for the angles, not reacting. You, you could tell, you yeah, could totally tell. So 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 we're beginning to see those changes. You know, Torreira gets booked a lot, but um, I suppose that's inevitable in that position. But you know, he's got that solidity. Granite Xhaka. Had his best game of the season. I thought he was actually pretty decent on Saturday. I can see you looking at me like you want to kill me. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, best game of the season versus what you want him to do or what you yeah, want from someone like that. But I mean, you, you've got to have your best game of the season before you can have. True. I think the way Watford play allowed that to happen a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, like here's the thing. Uh, like he he sit he sits at the back, he sprays balls around really well, but we still created two chances in the entire game. Very like, compact, I thought Watford they, they defended really well. Yeah, they did, they did. Um, and you know, Troy Deeney, he's got some cojones, that guy, because he uh, we haven't he played pretty. <laughs> I thought he was outstanding. He's uh, he's uh, he's Flat the track bully. He's the English Sheru, isn't he? <laughs> when they said Troy Deeney was playing, but nowhere the near as handsome. <laughs> nowhere near as handsome. Tony Gale was doing the commentary, and it was it was fucking terrible. But when he said that Troy Deeney, there's no one better in England at playing the Teddy Sheringham role. <laughs> I nearly. Uh, I think he went one further and said he should be first choice up top for England. It's like, <laughs> I'd love to see Harry Kane's face because it would be. Well, I don't like to see Harry Kane's face, but you know what I mean. Him finding out that he's subservient to was it was to it Tony Gale? It wasn't he um, apoplectic. He was like uh, Gareth Southgate said, "England don't play this way." Yeah, yeah. He said, That's why he doesn't want Troy Deeney. And he goes, "I have to disagree with you. I think that he's got this, this, and this." It's, isn't it funny how there's a certain generation of pundit that just 
romanticizes <laughs> shit players, right? Remember, remember Kevin Davis back in the day. Yeah. He, he used to it, it, a, a fucking awful player, <laughs> but it, the commentators loved him. Any uh, player that followed Sam Allardyce anywhere, yeah, it's got there's a lot to be said about that. <laughs> Kevin Davis was uh, the, wasn't he? Uh, didn't didn't uh, Jack Walker break the transfer record for him? Somebody, but he was—he was, he was, he was, he an, ex- he was he an expensive was, player when yeah. he went. He was to, when he went there. Yeah, he was eighteen. Million. He went Southampton to Blackburn, didn't he? Oh, thug. I'm glad we don't. Anyway, sorry, I digress. So, um, yeah, the the Watford Watford kind of. I think Watford tried to bully us, and I think that they were very aggressive um, in their press. They they ruffled our midfield. Yep. Um, they got in behind, and there was a. But once again, a real. Lack of finishing to, to our benefit. Well, Dini Gray and that Pereira, you know, they're all fast. They're all yep. aggressive. Yeah, they're all strong and they're all tricky. And I know on another day, you, you, if you, if you weren't playing Watford, you go, oh, they're all a bit shit. But actually, they're not bad players. Hey, look, the they were above us in the table when that game started. Right? Yeah, and so something's working for them. Very true. So. Um, <clears throat> But you know, I don't think we, I don't think we, we, I don't think we played well. But this is a point I wanted to touch on with you because I know I've been reading some of the stuff you've been saying. I don't think we pl- we're playing well, but I think we're preparing well. And I think what you feel is one is we're coming on strong second half and over and grinding people down, which all those double sessions in the summer are paying off. I think to, just to add to that, I think certain players have come out since. The game on Saturday has started to talk about that as well. Iwobi is a good example of that. I think there are other players that are ta- that are improving, albeit small amounts. But I think that's great. I think Bellerin's defending's getting better. His crossing's getting better. His crossing's getting better. Welbeck, Welbeck looks like a better player. Yeah, had a nice, uh, nice, couple, nice finish in the week. Was involved with the, uh, the Iwobi is clearly he came on and changed the game. When, yeah. when was the last time we said that about Iwobi? He's been excellent this season. He really has. And he was really... I mean, this is different to before, and I'm not an Iwobi fan. I've spent most of my life comparing Alexander Iwobi to Kev Campbell. Um, <laughs> but he was direct. He had pace. He moved the ball around well. I just... He was I've the, not seen him play like that he, before. He linked, he linked midfield and attack yeah. really well. He gave us really something well. different, didn't he? Running in between the lines, yeah. causing all sorts of problems with his movement. Compared to Rave Wobie. Rave Wobie, yeah, I know. He's, uh, I, I thought, the, um, I thought the, the introduction of Leno was going to be... Uh, that's a real test, coming on after 45 minutes. Um, it's tough, right? Yeah, but he, he made a couple of crucial saves. Um, he looks very comfortable on the ball. And I feel like that, um, you know, one of the things that we were talking about with Czech is when you've got an average defence in front of you and your goalkeeper sometimes passes it behind him, uh, behind himself by accident, that's, that puts people on an edge. And I just felt like his, his confidence on moving that ball back, like some of the passes that he made, like if you didn't know that he was a specialist, you'd be like, oh, don't, don't pass it there, don't pass it there. But um, I, thought, I, felt, I felt that he, he gave the team a bit of confidence. But... Uh, I think that if, if, if nobody can say that Emery can't change things from the bench, change things from the bench every no, game. I think that's that's fine. I think the other thing to remember is um, I think Holding looked a, a better player, or more confident at least, anyway, coming on. Um, so I think there's positives in this side. I know it's not the performances that we want, and we, it's not perfect yet, but I think that's going to take time. 
I know there's a lot of people willing to put the boot in. I'm not yet. I mean, we've. I can't. I'm sure, we it. lost the first two, which we kind of all said that could have happened anyway. Well, you're just beginning to see, and like if you said, yeah. what's what does Emery's? You've got to give him 15 games to find his first choice. But you know, you're beginning to go. Oh, maybe the first choice is going to be Leno, Holding, and Socrates. Maybe uh, Bellerin and Monreal, then Torreira and Xhaka. Um, Ozil, Iwobi, and then we're going to find out whether he continues with... I mean, I personally think you've got to play one of Aubameyang and Lacazette and you've got to play someone else in terms... Because it's just not getting the best out of Aubameyang, I don't think. And I think you just... I know Lacazette is in great form, but I, I don't know. I think you've got to pick one and give them the chance to lead the line. Just going back a sec... You talked about Monreal, who's actually having, you know, a good time under him. But at the start of the season, it looked like, until he got injured, that Kolasinac was going to be his, completely going to be his first choice, actually. Yeah. He's nearly back as well. Yeah. So I think this starts to get get really interesting. And I think that pace down the left-hand side... guys are getting me excited. (laughs) Well, this this pace down the left-hand side and the Aubameyang-Lacazette thing kind of changes when you've got Kolasinac down the left versus Monreal down the left, right? So I think, I still think we've got a long way to go. I think we're seeing incremental improvement week in, week out. Is it as fast as we want it? It's never going to be as fast as we want it. Yeah. I think the Liverpool game, if we went in to play it tomorrow morning, we're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, but to be fair, you watch that. You watch the Liverpool Chelsea game. The the quality on show there was like I was watching yeah, was a continental a, it a, game. It was a different that, level. Oh, different like level. the intensity, the power, the intricacy of the passing. Like that's the level that we have got to be shooting for. But those managers have been there for well, uh, Sarri hasn't, but Sarri took over a championship winning side um, within you know within two yeah. years. Yeah. Like he has disciplined no, no, yeah, players, but um, Klopp work into pretty much the same budget as Arsenal have available. Like, you just have to marvel uh, at what he's done there. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 it's, when you guys, the way that you framed up um, the, the, the the positives, like, I, I, I think, you know, there's a lot to be said. I kind of agree with what you're saying. My, my concern with the way that we're playing is, uh, like, we're not really winning ugly. Like it's it's we're, just, we're we're playing we're playing very badly. Like we're not we're not clinical. Well, we're being too, we're being more than clinical going forward. So according to XG stats, and we should we should have conceded more than we have because we're getting a little bit lucky. So that goes one of two ways: things eventually click and you move up a gear, or you eventually start getting found out, and then the scores yeah, sort of we sell are themselves. One bad right. loss away from this all being unravelled, right? Yes, I mean, that's the reality. You're only as good as your well, that's next result. Right? But that is football, and until yeah. that happens, you've got to kind of run with it. And look, we said we said we need to win all these games until Liverpool. We've got three left in the league. We've won five. Well, I can give you the fixtures. We've got Fulham away, uh, followed by Leicester at home. Then we've got Sporting away, Palace away. Then we enter Carabao Cup season, um, where we've got Blackpool, and then it's uh, it's the big one. On November the third, Saturday, um, that's Liverpool uh, at home, and um, I don't think Liverpool are in the Carabao Cup, so they get a week off. Um, Emery's going to have to get the energy in the legs, um, but we're feeling pretty good about those games, right? That's not. Um, I, I feel like we've gone through the toughest batch of games, like Leicester, Fulham, and Palace. Feel like we should we should come away with maximum points there. We should Palace away will be a test of this side. I think that's a difficult ground to go to. 
London Derby. London Derby. Big atmosphere down there, actually. You went last year, didn't you? Yeah. Went to Palace away. Horrible. Who's the manager of Palace right now? Roy Hodgson. Is he still there? Isn't he? I think he uh, Yeah, he, he is. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is there. He is. That's right. He's got the best. And Zahar, you know, Zahar at home is one of those players. Yeah. He's, he's coming into his own a little bit. He is. Yeah, he looks very good. £40 million rated Zahar that never seems to be sold for £40 million, ever. So he's, yeah. That's danger. But, you know, we've got to take it one game at a time. And I think, um, you know, away at Fulham, I think, what are they? 6th, 15th, 16th in the league. Lost 3-0 yeah. to Everton. Uh, they had an uh, injury at the weekend. Uh, Chambers can't play. Yep. I, uh, look, we should be going there and winning, without a doubt. Um, we, look, we should win all three of those. Um, I think the performance against Palace will, will be telling got to remember we lost there last year we, no, came, we, we lost at home to Palace or we drew we had a poor result against Palace once anyway yeah Leicester uh, like Palace are sitting in 13th on 7 points from 7 Leicester um, who I think are a, a, a good team right yep. they've, got, they've got some very good players and they've got good scouting network they've got 12 points from 7 they're in 8th uh, and then yeah Fulham are sitting in lowly 17th with 5 points okay well let's get the points yeah yeah okay cool all right. Um, well, I, th- I think we've covered a. I think we've covered a, a meaty chunk there today. I'm feeling really positive now um, after wanting to really bag on Emery and the drossy football that we're seeing. But hey, you guys have just converted me once again. There's one thing I want him to do. Yeah, I want him to make Steve Bold smile a bit more. Yeah. Do you think he? Do you think they will talk in Spanish behind his back? I think talking Spanish in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, Freddie's having a good uh, good go with the under twenty threes. Yeah, great run. Definitely. Yeah, I think that. Um, do you think we'll see Smith Rowe in the first team by the end of the season? He's, he's the one that he likes, isn't he? Yeah, I think we will. I think I think he's going to settle this team for three months. And we're going to start seeing some fruity kind of additions. Yeah, I think like, he, sort of around Christmas into Jan that run in, we'll start to see a few of these players get. I'd love to see Inketia. Yeah, I like, like both of them. He's well, very who good knows? Player. But Emil is the guy he's earmarked clearly, and then I think Reese Nelson will be straight into the potential that like, challenging for yeah. first team players because he's, he's playing in the Champions League. Yeah, and he scored in his debut yeah. with yeah. pretty much his first touch. Yeah, I also think getting an education under Nagelsmann is like a very shrewd move before he moves. Did you see that uh, uh, Sancho? The the English yeah. kid that went to Dortmund has got six assists and a goal coming off the bench every time it's not even started a game yet like he's a he's another exciting player i think that it's great that english left football from city didn't he left from city yeah i think uh i think we were linked to him but it's great that english players are now at the level where they can go and play in a foreign country and, and make an impact like mm. that only bodes well for the next world and the cup stockport iniesta uh phil foden apparently something special yeah that's Man yeah city. yeah, yeah. He's, did he start in the, the community he did. shield? He started, yeah. Well, he started in the um, League Cup, yeah. didn't he? And he absolutely owned it. He yeah. scored, scored yeah. one set one up. Yeah. Something like that. He was a, he was a piece of work. Yeah, like the, the Jack Jack Wilshire banished. No more excitement around injured. him. Injured, yeah. Jack Wilshire's injured. Uh, he's turned into he's he's gonna be the, he's turned into a Tony Gale, hasn't he? Yeah. He's just like a bit of a like slow clogger now. Yeah, Cha- Baron Anderton. Cha- Chamberlain is out for the season. I was thinking uh, today, by Chamberlain the way, is the guy that Emery would have loved to have had. Do you think he would have liked to have had Theo? What do you think he would have? No one. No one wants Theo. No, no, you're right. Right. Secondly, um, 
fantastic weekend of other sport without the Ryder Cup uh, Europe winning. But there was a lot of uh, on the Team Europe Ryder Cup Instagram, which I urge anyone to go and look back at because it's hilarious in its own right. A lot of photos of Poltz, Arsenal legend, um, <laughs> with Aaron Ramsey and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, parading around the cup in the uh, players area afterwards. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Ramsey was on the 18th by early morning Sunday. Good for him. Good for him. That was a that was a spectacular win. I didn't think that Europe had a chance in hell. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I love seeing Tiger Woods getting beat. Tiger, there's Tiger Woods getting beat, and then there's Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson failing utterly. Yeah. There's some joy in that. I don't know. Schadenfreude. Absolutely. And Phil Mickelson is doing, uh, he's doing pharma ads over here at the moment with his daughter. Saw him on there. He does. Uh, oh. I mean, he advertises a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's the Magic Johnson of golf. Is it Magic Johnson? No, Shaq. Shaq's the one. Shaq must have 650 deals over in this country. Amazing. We don't really have a footballer that... Like, after footballers retire, they don't really front things anymore, do they? Gary Lineker, crisps. Yeah. Gary Lineker and crisps. Nobody else is... You know, you're not going to see Wayne Rooney uh, on a Mars bar. And, Joe and Hart and Head and Shoulders. Yeah, but he's, he's got lost all his hair. <laughs> I blame the Shaq Frank and Super Goals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and yeah, Frank, Frank Lampard and the magical stories. Got Derby have got Chelsea in the next round of the wow. League Cup after dumping out Mourinho. Yes, very exciting. A return. Okay, is he? Is he uh, he's he's deputy manager. No, he's the actual manager. Who's what's Jody Morris? De- deputy. So we Jody can answer that for legal reasons either. <laughs> yeah, Jody um, Jody Morris. We've got a, a, a friend who's a Chelsea fan. Says Jody Morris is like very highly respected in the world of youth football, right? No, he has been. Apparently, I was I only read about this recently. He's been around for a while, um, and his appointment at Derby what may have surprised a few of us. Was apparently a very sensible thing. Um, didn't Lampard get sent to the stands the other day as well? In a game. He's a proper passion manager, yeah. isn't he? Passion. Good for him. Stevie Gerrard. Is he doing the business at Rangers? I don't know. Fuck? Who fuck? Who fucking cares? <laughs> Who fucking cares? <laughs> right. Uh, that, that wraps the show. Um, thank you, Ash. Cheers, buddy. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Pete. Uh, and if you are listening to this on iTunes, go and leave us a five-star rating. I see you, those people that keep on leaving zero ratings and writing mean things about us. That's not fair. Um, leave us a five star rating share it with your friends share it with your mum and thanks for listening speak to you soon Peacock Streaming the biggest sports and live events on the planet from Super Bowl 56 what a game this is. To complete coverage of the Winter Olympics. Streaming every event, every day. Yes! It's all the unprecedented. United States wins gold. Unstoppable. Sensational. Unbelievable. Sports to love. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.